I want to tell you, dreamer, keep dreaming. Keep your heart humble before the Lord. Remember this. What do you have that God did not give you? Dream the dreams of God. Dream the dreams of God. Share the dreams. Pray into them. Fast into them. Contend for them. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Don't throw in the towel. It's going to be worth it. One day, Jesus is coming back. And He has given you something to steward on the earth. The dream that you have is not about you. That's the last thing I want to say. It's not about you. The dream that you have from God is about others. It's about the nations coming to His light. It's about people being reconciled to the Father. Hey guys, welcome to the Braveheart Podcast and this special edition of Artist Uprising Studio. Some dear friends of mine, David and Merrick Porcadu. Um, so amazing, so blessed to be able to record here. Um, listen, I have a, a really, I think, special word and unique word on my heart uh, for this week. Um, and I want to just hop right into the Word of God. Um, you guys know me, Genesis chapter 37. Um, I want to I tell a little story about Joseph uh, and his brothers and his journey into his promised land. And if I were to title this podcast, I would call it To the Dreamer. Um, I think we're living in days where uh, dreamers... Uh, are arising uh, more and more as the Spirit of God is being poured out on all flesh. God's dreams are being imparted into the, the hearts of uh, His people. And so as a dreamer myself, um, I just wanted to give a word of encouragement, a fatherly word um, to the dreamers out there, those who have dreamed the big God dreams. And I wanted to encourage you uh, in the scriptures. It says in Romans that the, the things that were written uh, previously were written for our encouragement to strengthen us uh, and to remind us that what you're going through today in 2021, uh, you are not facing things that people have not ever faced before. Um, though the challenges may look different on the outside, it's producing the same feelings on the inside. Fear, uncertainty, doubt, anxiety, depression, all the external circumstances are trying to press you and beat you down. Um, and this word, I believe, is going to encourage you, give you hope, give you courage to keep dreaming and to walk those things out. And so, um, you know, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of Joseph. Uh, I think so many of us can relate to it. Um, and it has been preached and taught and, and uh, explored in so many different ways. And so uh, briefly today, I want to dive into it. Uh, many of you know the story. You're familiar with the story of Joseph. But I want to highlight uh, just three things from his life um, that, that those of you who say, man, I'm a dreamer and, I, uh, and I'm in a place of tension and anxiety because of my dream, I want you to know you're not alone, and I want to encourage you. And so let's hop right in here. Joseph, um, in Genesis 37, uh, Joseph is told by his father, uh, after he has a couple of dreams of his, of his dad and his brothers bowing down to him, uh, his father said, hey, go check on your brothers, see how they're doing. Um, and so verse 18, it says this, they saw him from afar, and before he came near to them, they conspired against him, to kill him. And they said to one another, here comes this dreamer. Here comes this dreamer. Um, and, and you know the story. As Joseph approaches, they begin to harass him. They take off his coat. They throw him into a pit. 
Uh, his big brother convinces them not to kill him, but to sell them to the Ishmaelites coming by. And he gets sold as a slave and goes off into Egypt. And he gets taken into the house uh, of Potiphar uh, and Potiphar's wife. But before we get to that part of the story, the one thing that I want to I wanna basically highlight is this, is that Joseph received two God dreams. Uh, the one with the stars uh, where they were bowing down and the other with the sheaves where they were bowing down. And Joseph told his dad and his brothers about these dreams. Now, some people say, well, he should never have shared those dreams with his brothers and with his daddy. He should have kept them to himself. But in reality, I believe in my heart uh, that Joseph, Joseph was just excited because he had a God dream. How many of you know that when you get a God dream, you get excited? Like, you know, God has spoken to me. God has given me a dream in the night. He's shown me something in this encounter I had at, the, at a conference or at, at church this weekend. I had this moment of prayer where God opened up the heavens and I saw a vision and God began to download things to me. These dreams that God's deposited to you, I want to tell you, the enemy will mock you and the enemy will say, here comes this dreamer. Here comes this person with all these bold, the enemy is jealous of your God dreams and he will mock them and he will seek to destroy them by destroying you. And you're like, Peter, that's not encouraging. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the encouraging part. If God put a God dream inside of you and you trust him, he is faithful to bring it about. And so here's my, my number one encouragement to you. Don't stop sharing your dreams. I believe some of you, you have, been, you have become, uh, you've experienced this where you've been betrayed. You shared your dreams and people didn't understand your motive or they misjudged your heart. And so what did you do? You broke fellowship. You pulled away and you made a vow in your heart and you said, you know what? I'm never going to share these dreams again. But I want to tell you, that's no way to live. God wants you to live with an open heart. And just because someone betrayed you or misinterpreted your motive doesn't mean that that dream that God gave you was bad or wrong or that any of those things they said about you was true. It means that God gave you something precious and valuable and it takes courage and boldness to keep those things in the light. And so my first encouragement to you is this. Friends, don't stop sharing your dreams. Find friends that you can share them with. Talk about them. Write them down. Tell people about them. I cannot tell you how many times things that God has shown me I just began to talk about. People say, how did you see these awesome things happen? And I say, I don't know. I think I just started talking about them long enough that they became, that there was a momentum. It bore witness in the hearts of people. And all of a sudden, it's snow, this snowball effect. And you see these things come to pass. And so, please, the power of life and death is in your tongue and it's in your pen. And so write them down, speak them out, make them known. And just know this, you will have people wrongly judge your motive. Or they, might, they may rightly judge your motive. And maybe there is pride in your heart. But listen, even if there's pride in your heart, God can deal with it. <laughs> God is faithful and he will put you in a place and he will deal with what's in your heart so that you can occupy the promises. So that's number one, okay? So be encouraged. Don't, don't close your heart off. Don't get bitter. Don't get angry. Don't go into a clam shell and just go, you know what, I'm going to you know, do the Eeyore thing and go, I'm just going to pull away. That's no good. You need to let your light shine. So some of you, that's a word for some of you. Take the basket off your light 
and begin to let it shine again. Some of you say, I want to learn this instrument. I want to lead worship. I want to write a movie. I want to win an Academy Award. And when I get on that acceptance speech, I didn't just climb that mountain for my own sake. I'm going to get up there and I'm going to proclaim the everlasting gospel. That's my dream. <laughs> and so, come on, let's, let's climb those mountains. Let's preach the gospel. Let's believe God that he's got things for you above and beyond what you could ask, think, or imagine. And so that's number one. Number two, if you continue to read the story, we're going to look at Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Now, this is, this is painful, y'all. If you want to dream with God and you want to walk the journey with God, you will experience pain. Here Joseph is crushing it. I mean, this man is winning at every aspect of life. He was sold by his brothers into slavery, and now he's serving under this man Potiphar, and he's doing an amazing job, so much so that Potiphar said, Joseph, I'm trusting you with the whole thing. Like, you are my guy. And, and, and rightfully so, because Joseph was trustworthy, he was integrous, he was honorable, he was pure, he was right. And in this place, Potiphar's wife begins to catch an eye for Joseph, begins to hit on him, okay? And, and she's coming at Joseph hard. She's laying the moves on him, she's, she's pulling on him, she's lusting after him, and Joseph is resisting. Finally, she lays hold of him, he runs away, and she screams and basically calls the servants in and says, hey, this man tried to you know, sexually assault me, okay? Joseph gets in big trouble and he gets sent to jail. Now, I, I want us, like we can read this story and you can kind of go, man, wow, this guy's you know, hard knocks. This is, he's living a tough life. But I want you to know, and this is again to the dreamer, I guarantee you, that you've experienced a measure of injustice in your life as you've tried to walk out your God dreams. That you, maybe right now, you're in a position where you're walking out something in integrity and in excellence, and you're being falsely accused, and you're being, you're being slandered, and you're being maligned, okay? So number one, the first phase of dreaming is you're gonna get accused, okay? You're gonna get, you're gonna get mocked. The second phase, is you're gonna experience injustice, all right? So you're gonna be mocked first for your dream, and then you're gonna, then you're gonna experience injustice. Now, before you, before you come at me and say, well, man, why would I wanna dream a God dream and be mocked and go through injustice? Mocking and injustice in all of these circumstances that God uses, he uses them to fashion and shape us as humans, as sons and daughters of God. God has to prepare you to occupy the promise he's given you. I don't think you get this. I don't think many people get this. See, God will promise you something and, and you're like, oh man, that's gonna be amazing. And you think that the next day you're gonna walk in it. But the reality is God has to prepare you to walk in the promise because if it's truly a God promise, it's, it's bigger than you anyway. And you can't walk in it without the divine enablement of the Holy Spirit and the nature of Christ. You're not going to be able to walk in that thing and it not crush you. And so that's how you know you have a God dream is that, man, if I were to walk in this today or tomorrow, it would crush me. The true God dreams are so big and so outside of your mind that you could have never imagined yourself that you know instinctively, God, I need you to prepare me to occupy in this promise. I don't want to get to my promise until I'm ready. 
And one of the ways God gets you ready is through A, number one, number one phase on the assembly line of your dream is mocking. You will be mocked. You will be made fun of. You will be belittled. All the other big men and women of God will be, you know, doing their thing, being recognized, and then you'll be the, the one on the side, and everyone says, oh yeah, they, they want to do a conference, or they want to reach the nations, you know, and, and you'll just be pushed aside and not seen. And the challenge for you is this, don't grow bitter when you go through mocking. Phase number two, you will experience injustice. This is so painful. And this is why I believe Jesus said, if you want to follow me, if you want to walk in my ways, you want to experience what I have for you, you need to pick up your cross and you need to follow me. What is the cross? The cross is, is literally the picture of injustice. The, the purest, most holy uh, innocent man ever to live on the face of the earth, never sinned, never did one thing wrong, was not deserving of death, was not deserving of anything. And he experienced the height of injustice in laying down his life and being crucified on a cross. And so I'm going to speak to you, to the dreamer, to the millennial, to the Gen Z, to the baby boomer. I don't care what generation you are. You will walk through injustice as a believer in Jesus Christ. And it is a measure of suffering and I want to charge you, I want to encourage you, pick up your cross and follow your master. Follow your savior. There is life on the other side if you keep your heart pure. Some of the, some of the snares and some of the ways that I see the enemy triumphing in this hour is he allows you to take the bait of injustice, you eat it, and now what happens? It's the bait of Satan. You become embittered. You become angry. You say, that's not fair. God, how could you? How could this? This was a pastor who did this to me. This was my best friend that did this to me. And you justify throwing in the towel and saying, you know what? It's not worth it anymore. And friends, if that's you, I want to tell you there's, there's grace, there's mercy for you. But I want to tell you, pick up the cross. Don't put that cross down and turn the other way. It is worth it. There is life in Yeshua. There is life in this man. And the life is oftentimes through the pain and the agony of walking through injustice. If you keep going in the story, um, Joseph is in prison. And again, he's crushing it. Uh, he's doing really well. Uh, he's kind of on this roller coaster journey with God. He's, he's still a dreamer. He's still holding on to these dreams. Maybe he forgot them, but they were still in his heart. They were given by God. And, and Joseph has this amazing uh, encounter with the cupbearer and the baker. And the cupbearer and the baker to Pharaoh both get sent to jail, and they have dreams. And Joseph interprets both of their dreams. He gives them an accurate interpretation. One uh, guy's going to get uh, hung and beheaded. The other guy's going to be restored. And so uh, Joseph is saying, hey, when you get restored, Mr. Cupbearer, just remember me. Don't forget me. I'm in this dungeon. I'm here. You know, I didn't do it. Uh, please remember me. And, and Joseph gets forgotten. And so that's the third phase, I believe, for the dreamer, is that you will go through a season of mocking. You will go through a season of injustice. And then you will go through a season of just being forgotten. You may have all the anointing in the world. You may still have all the gifts of the world. You're interpreting dreams. You have this prophetic gifting. You can teach. You can preach. But you're just going to go through a season where everyone forgets you. They're going to forget to invite you to parties. They're going to forget to invite you to the conference. They're going to forget to do all the things. They're just going to forget. And you're, and you're going to be living in a season of having been forgotten. And in that place, I believe of, of when we get forgotten, 
that's when I think we can really go deep with the Lord. Because the Bible says that though your mother may forget you, I will never forget you. And you may be forgotten by man, but you have not been forgotten by God. And so I want to encourage you, if you're in that season, and I feel even in my heart as I say this one, this one is resonating with many people. As you've experienced mocking, you've experienced injustice, and, and now you're just in this, this seemingly extended season of being forgotten. And, and this is amazing because in this place is really where our flesh wants to come out. It's really when we start to medicate, we want to medicate with the things of the world and entertainment and lust of the flesh. And you just, you start to wonder, it's been so long since you received the God dream, you start to wonder, man, is this really, is this really worth it anymore? And I want to tell you, if you're in this place, hold on, hold on. And and suddenly is coming. See, God is a God of and suddenlies. He's a God of process, but he's also the God of and suddenlies. And when you're carrying a God dream and you're pregnant with a word from heaven, there are, there, are, there are divine kairos moments, those moments where God has destined and ordained, where all of a sudden something happens, the and suddenlies of God. And I feel if that's you, if you've been in that season of forgotten, you, you've just been forgotten, hang on to God. Go back and reread the journals. Go back and listen to the prophecies. Go back and, and in prayer, thank God for what he's spoken. These, these could be dreams that have been sitting in your heart for 20 years, and I want to tell you, at, to God, it's just a moment ago. They're still fresh on his heart. So keep dreaming the dreams of God. Amen? And so, and so again, to continue the story, and I'm, and I'm making it brief for time's sake, but Joseph goes another two years, and then suddenly the Pharaoh has a dream, and God gives Pharaoh this troubling dream, and you know the story, uh, Pharaoh calls up Joseph out of prison. The cupbearer finally remembers him. Hey, thanks, buddy. It's been two years. I mean, what? are you kidding me? Like, I, I mean, Joseph must have just had to get his heart right. Like, man, when I see that cupbearer, like, I'm going to give him, I'm going to give this guy something. He's just wasting away in prison. And he's like, man, I could have been helping you guys this whole time. Like, that's the real sting. That's the real pain. When you have an anointing that can actually help someone and they forget you and they're suffering because they don't have you there, that's when you really got to get your heart right. And so, so here he is. He gets promoted. And I think the final, the final test for Joseph was, was one of favor. Um, I believe God wanted to test Joseph with favor. And you say, test him with favor? Surely once he got to the palace, he, would, he had arrived. I don't think so. Proverbs says this. It says that, the crucible is for gold and the furnace is for silver, but man is tested by the praise he receives. So listen, you may think that being mocked and going through injustice and going through a season of forgotten is being tested. I don't believe so. I believe those are the seasons where God wants to birth intimacy in you. Those are the seasons where God is near to the brokenhearted, that he draws close and he comforts you and he says, son, daughter, it's going to be okay. I'm here with you. Hang on. Those are the seasons when it's easy to cry out to God. When you've when you got nothing, when you've been betrayed, when you, when you have everything stripped from you, that's not the hard time to seek God. That's the time when you know all I've got is God. The real challenge, and this is where I believe this may be a strong statement, but this is where I believe many of us, myself included, where we can be 
susceptible to fail, specifically in the Western church, the American church. Man is tested by the praise he receives. What does that mean? I believe that when God begins to bless us and, and to give us praise and to give us favor and to give us breakthrough, all of a sudden, he says, listen, I'm going to now really see what's in your heart. Will you seek me when everything's going good? When you have enough money in the bank account, when you have enough, uh, you know, when your relationships are going well, when you've got favor in your ministry, when you're being invited, now when you've been promoted, now you've been exalted to the high place, how are you going to treat the little people? Are you going to, are you going to walk around in pride? Are you going to uh, look down on people because now you're favored and now you finally got your shot and now it's your turn to be the big boss? Or are you going to stay a humble heart and remember that the only reason you are where you are is because of God? See, in the place of favor, in the place of blessing, in the place of praise, there is a temptation to worship the God of comfort, the God of, uh, the God of abundance, in a sense, of where you just feast on abundance. That Another proverb says this, He who is full loathes honey, but even to the hungry what is bitter tastes sweet. And I believe there is a, a, an, an art, a, a, a way of God's spirit, the way of the kingdom is to keep your heart in a place of humility, a posture of dependence, um, an attitude of hunger, that even when you have plenty, that you're mindful that your heart doesn't begin to stray after and lust after the things that God's giving you, that you keep your heart in that place of, of trusting in the Father. And I believe that's that last phase in testing that Joseph goes through with his brothers is that he's got to deal with that final measure of pride in his heart. And he has to come to this place of brokenness and humility and say, you know what, God? And he, and he finally tells his brothers, he says, guys, what, what, what you meant for evil and what the enemy meant for evil, God intended for our good. <laughs> and now through, through your sin, and me forgiving of your sin and the grace of God and the mercy of God, our entire family is going to be positioned to inherit the promised land through this whole ordeal. And so this is an amazing story. There's so many parallels, so many takeaways. Um, but I want to tell you, if you're on that journey, maybe you're being mocked, you've received a God dream, maybe Maybe you're being experiencing injustice. Maybe you've been forgotten. Or maybe you've just been promoted and you're dealing with pride in your heart. I want to tell you, dreamer, keep dreaming. Keep your heart humble before the Lord. Remember this. What do you have that God did not give you? And if he gave it to you, why do you boast as if somehow you earned it? You didn't earn that anointing, that prophetic gifting, your, your, your gift of healing, your gift of knowledge, your wisdom, your insight, your ability to see and serve. You didn't manufacture that on your own. God gave you that. And so if he gave you that, don't boast in it. Humble yourself before God. Resist the devil. He will flee. And then you can inherit the promises of God. Last thing I want to say is this, is that I believe that we are in a, a season of transition in the body of Christ, even in the West, in the nations. I believe we are entering into uh, just uh, obviously, um, I, I don't mean to be vague, but I, there is a, a nearness of the Lord's return that we're experiencing uh, more than we've ever experienced before. And I don't say that prophetically, that's just a fact. We're closer to his return than we've ever been. And in that, I believe that the kingdoms and the things of, the, 
of this earth are being shaken. There is a paradigm shift happening right now. And there is an outpouring of God's Spirit. And the Bible says in Acts 2 and in Joel 2, when God's Spirit is poured out, that there's going to be dreamers are going to begin to dream. And I just want to tell you, dream the dreams of God. Dream the dreams of God. Share the dreams. Pray into them. Fast into them. Contend for them. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Don't throw in the towel. It's going to be worth it. One day, Jesus is coming back. And he has given you something to steward on the earth. The dream that you have is not about you. That's the last thing I want to say. It's not about you. The dream that you have from God is about others. It's about the nations coming to his light. It's about people being reconciled to the Father. Maybe God gave you a dream of starting some company or doing some great work. Listen, the dream is not about you. Joseph's dream ultimately wasn't about Joseph. It was about Israel. It was about the nation of Israel walking in the purposes of God and ultimately becoming a light so that you and I could come into the kingdom. Imagine had Joseph grown bitter and sour and go, man, this is just, this is hard. This is not, you know, this is not what I signed up for and, and had a pity party. Well, hey, guess what, Joseph? It was never about you. It was about God. And we all have the privilege, like Mary, of being, of being pregnant with God's dreams. And we get to carry those things to completion. And so I just want to pray for you right now. And I want to bless you. I want to bless you and tell you that the dreams that you have in you that are causing conflict with the enemy, conflict with family, conflict in church, conflict in the world, it's worth it. Don't lose heart. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the dreamers. I thank you for those who dream the big dreams, the God dreams, the the dreams that make people nervous, the dreams that make people uncomfortable, the dreams that make people feel like, 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 no, that could never happen, Lord. I bless these God dreams, Lord. But God, I pray that in this, in this season of, of maybe where there's mocking or injustice or forgotten or pride, Lord, that you would help all of these dreamers, myself included, that you would see there is a higher purpose in it all. Lord, that we would be wise enough and that we would have a perspective that is large enough to see that this dream that you've given to us is not necessarily about us. And so, Father, I take off all the weight and all the pressure and all the anxiety of you trying to accomplish your own dreams. And I say that the the yoke of Jesus is easy and his burden is light. And I bless you to pick up your cross and to follow him, God. And I pray that in this coming season that we would see a harvest and an explosion of God dreams in the earth, God. Movements and in, in speakers and preachers and teachers and businesses and ideas and, and, and things that usher in the kingdom of heaven and the atmosphere of heaven, things that we've never dreamed of, God. I thank you for creative expression and explosion of ideas, God, to come to your people in these coming days. Pour out your spirit, God, and deposit into the hearts of your people dreams, God, the big God-sized dreams that would eventually reconcile many to you. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We just say, God, it's going to be worth it. You are worth it all, Jesus. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Braveheart Podcast.